sexual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, former valet, and now she's a wrestler, Dahlia Monroe. Dahlia, how are you? Hello, I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing very well. What are you doing right now, this minute? <laughs> Well, that's the life of a wrestler. You got to wash your clothes. Just like everybody gets up out of bed, they eat breakfast, they go, you know, go to the bathroom, do what they got to do, and then they're off and moving. So at least you're off and moving very early in the morning. I give you, a, I give a lot of respect for people because I used to do night shift before in retail, and it's just so intense, so much. It's not like intense work, depending on what it is, but it's just actually standing on your feet for that amount of time, especially from going on to like three in the morning, four in the morning, five in the morning. People coming in drunk, and either they're trying to steal shampoo or they're coming in drunk from a sports club, and they're just doing random stuff. You know, you got to deal with all. The... What's the saying? The freaks come out at night. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I was doing it at night for a while while also working a regular nine to five job. Um, I was doing it for a little bit and it's just, it's just, you know, I guess if I was just, if I just had a night job, it probably would have been easier for me, but from going to work, going home, then resting for a little bit, then going to work at night, it was just tough. It was really tough. Yeah. It's tough on the body, tough on the mind. And then it's like when you go home at like seven o'clock, the light is still on outside and the daylight and the birds are chirping and it's hard to fall asleep. You know, I need darkness to fall asleep. So even the shades covering the windows, it doesn't even work. Yeah, it, it definitely messes with your body. Like, it, it's not natural to sleep during the day in a sense. But, um, I, uh, yeah, my, my, basically my schedule is I work five nights out of the week. Uh, uh, I night stop and, um, and then when I get off work, I go to the gym, which is a 24 hour, uh, gym and I get a I get a workout for um, hopefully three hours and then I you know go home and like sleep a little as much as I can and then repeat. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Also, you're originally from Ohio, right? Yeah, I, I technically uh, was born in Hamilton, Ohio, and I kind of traveled a lot like throughout my life. I born in Ohio. Uh, school a little while when I was a kid in Indiana, then I went to school in Kentucky for a while, and then I ended up moving to um, Arizona, 
for a while, and then um, Texas, and then now I'm back up here um, to Indiana for uh, just, I, I think I've been up here for like a couple months, and I'm about to move out to California uh, next week. Oh, is there any particular reason why you're moving to California? So you're leaving your your job and everything? Um, yeah, well, um, my shoot job uh, is, um, I tra- I'm transferring it. But, um, yeah, um, the other different traveling I did was just growing up and my parents, you know, going to different jobs. But as of lately, I, um, I went to Arizona to do a play, and then I went to Texas for wrestling. And then um, now that I'm going to... Um, uh, um, you became involved in wrestling at the age of 18, and you've been a, a valet for five years now. Um, when did you decide to become a pro wrestler, actually? Yeah, I, I decided that uh, I started playing around with the idea of being a professional wrestler, and then uh, like when I decided I loved the business so much. And around the same time, I seemed to have a stroke of bad luck. I ended up um, uh, having an organ shut down. And I ended up having, I was out of training in the gym or the idea of training in the ring for um, half of a year at that time. And then when I was like, okay, so that was like in 13. And then in 14, I was like, okay, I want to be a, a wrestler. My my organ, my, my body's healed. I'm ready to hit the gym. I ended up becoming homeless. And, and then once I got out of that situation, I was like, okay, yes, yes, I'm going to be a professional wrestler. And I actually was in Texas at that point. Um, 
now I'm officially, my ribs are still sore, but I'm definitely ready to start at it again. And that's why I'm going to California. I'm going to be in Los Angeles, and I'm going to be training under Rikishi at his school in Knox Pro. Wow, you have an amazing story. Um, how did you end up being homeless? Oh, um, well, um, let's see. That was in the beginning of fifteen. It just a financial situation. Like, I really don't know how to explain that without getting into too much detail because I kind of you know chatter and talk people's heads off. But um, <laughs> I don't want to do that. But um, no, go ahead, go ahead. It's fine. Well, I mean. Basically, um, after um, my uh, I had my gallbladder removed, and I ended up, you know, missing out on work, and I was still, uh, at the time, I was juggling two colleges at once, trying to be a valet on the side, trying to get into fitness, and then um, I ended up, uh, my uncle, like, actually offered the guy I was valeting at the time, which I still continue, his name is Nate Cross, mm-hmm. um, and my uncle offered him a job, and we ended up, uh, you know, trusting him and taking the job. Well, ended up, like, he was just greedy and money-hungry, and the job didn't work out, so we kind of just chucked hell and ran away from that because it was a really unhealthy situation. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, we had nowhere to stay, and, yeah, we we, <laughs> we kind of swept out of the vehicle for multiple months until um, I went to... Um, a part of Texas where my mom was staying and I stayed with her for a while until I got my own place all the way in San Antonio so yeah that, that's the brief <laughs> I don't want to get into too much detail like, I just, but basically that's it like um, a trusted family and people the closest to you will stab you in the back like that's one of the harshest lessons I've learned since I've been involved with the business but um, yeah I was homeless for a couple months it was absolutely terrifying Wow, that's an amazing story because a lot of people go through many different circumstances to follow their goals and follow what they want to do. And, um, you know, it's baptism under fire. You know, the struggles really make that make you the person you end up going to becoming. And, you know, it's it's amazing stories. Yeah, you know, you hear The Rock talk about sleeping in a car and eating popcorn for dinner. You hear, like, different stories of different people who had, you know, trials and tribulations, and they overcome that. You know, you know, you overcame that. So, you know, much kudos to you because not anybody could do that, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, looking at all the different people's stories, you never know what a person's story is when you pass them on the street. You never know. You mm-hmm. see people... Um, successful, but you don't know uh, where they come from. I mean, most of the people that you see that are multi-millionaires, they flipped burgers at McDonald's once, at one point. They, mm-hmm. they, they, did, they were homeless at one point, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely, in the moment, <laughs> as stubborn as I am in the moment, like, I, as terrifying as different things have been, 
I, I would be like, I don't understand. No, why is this happening to me? Oh, woe is me. I'm the victim. You know, you, you, everyone likes to play the victim. But looking back at it, it has made me the person I am today. And it's made me so much stronger. And not just on a red alert, you know, like, you know, don't trust everybody. But um, it definitely has added character and strength to who I am. And I, I would never like wish that never happened again like like looking back at it and people might think oh you're crazy like why would you wish to be homeless well it, it really was an experience that I had to go through and um it was a beautiful learning experience and hopefully like anyone listening out there that's going through horrible situations or going through little situations you can um don't succumb to the negativity you know like you can surpass it and it's not permanent nothing is permanent you have you just have to What's your ass off? I don't know if I can cuss, sorry. What's no, you can say, yeah, say whatever you want. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, don't be lazy and get off your butt. Work hard and nothing is permanent, you know? Like, you you, you, won't, you won't be stuck in a horrible situation. You don't allow yourself to be, so... Yeah, that's my advice. <laughs> that's amazing. You know, like, you know, you, you just said you've been in Ohio, Texas, Arizona, Kentucky. Now you're going to California to, you know, to go to Rikishi school. Um, did you learn a lot, um, did you learn a lot from Funaki? Yeah, I mean, um, at the time it was a little hard schedule. I was working night shift. Um, mm-hmm. like I've already stated, and then, um, I would have to work his classes or in the morning I'd have to go through work all night. Which is lifting heavy boxes, you know, pushing out stock. I would once I, I worked 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. Wow. and then I would at 7 a.m. rush over to the gym, get a pump on, get a quick workout in for two hours, and then after working all night and then hitting the gym for two hours, which really I like to work out three to four hours, so I kind of was cutting it short. I would go to his class. His class would last for like two hours or something, and. Yeah. As I did that, I guess I did a little too much for my body. It was a little, a, a, a lot at once. Mm-hmm. And, um, like I said, my ribs got injured. And it was a, it was a progression. It, it hurt for a while. And then there was a final breaking point, as cliche as that is. Like, when I broke the ribs, when I um, destroyed the cartilage. But as for training under him, he's a brilliant guy. I, like, I, I would recommend anyone, like, if you want to learn... Go, like, I, I would suggest to go to San Antonio and train under him. He's one of the, um, there's a lot of opportunities in Texas. There's a lot of schools out there, but I would, um, from personal experience, the, the little bit I did get to learn, I, I, I did learn a lot. You know, I, um, he really starts from whatever level you're on, and uh, he, he works with you and is very patient. He's a, he's a brilliant guy, really knows what he's talking about, and he can definitely uh, teach you. Um, it sucks that I had to cut it short. I definitely wanted to train under him longer, but um, due to certain circumstances, I had to I had to leave. <laughs> I had to leave there, unfortunately, and I only got a month of training. But during that month, I definitely could say I, I learned. I definitely did. And now you're going to California now to learn under Rikishi School. Um... Because I am so excited about that. I am extremely excited. I am so ready to get back in the ring and learn. Wow, it's amazing. So far, you've been on the independent circuit for a little bit. Um, how's the fans treating you, and how how you deal with people coming up to you and you know saying they're big fans and um, you know dealing with the whole wrestling atmosphere? How is it for you? Oh, it's uh, it's really a world inside another world. It's really insane. Um, I I'm still uh, I, I don't know. I'm a nobody. <laughs> I 
I'm, I'm really not anybody by no means, but, um, I, but during the five years of being a valet and now training as a wrestler, the fans are amazing. Like, even though I am heel, quote unquote, I am a heel and I have been, for some reason, every company I go to, you know, they're like, okay, you're a heel. It's like, what? <laughs> even when I went to Texas, I was like, I want to be a baby face, you know, I want to be the good guy for once. And, um, <laughs> and Sean Hernandez was, uh, over one of the companies that, um, I worked with, at in, in Texas and he's like, does this girl look like a, does this girl look like a baby face to you? And everyone's like, no. And he's like, okay, you're a heel. And I was like, oh man. <laughs> but, but so with that being said, for being a heel everywhere, I don't know if I could say I've been loved or, or if people love to hate me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm too good at being a heel because it's, I love playing the bad guy, and um, meeting all the different fans, though, um, it's, it's cool. It is it's cool uh, to travel to different states meet and interact with different people, and um, it, it's, it's fun to, uh, to interact with the different fans, whether it be on social media or uh, at shows, or, um, yeah, I, it, it, I, I don't know what else to say except... Um, it's been a whirlwind of an experience. It's definitely been um, an interesting five years. It's only getting better. It's only increasing, and I greatly appreciate every opportunity I get. So, um, are great. <laughs> who's your biggest uh, female influence to becoming a wrestler or slash valet? Who's your biggest female influence? Ooh, ooh. Um, oh, my goodness. Like, well, first, when I got involved with the business, I studied. I'm such a a geek. I have to study and do my research. And um, when I first got in the business, as everyone knows, I'm by this point, I was a valet. So I studied people like women, like other valets. I studied mm-hmm. women. I studied um, Miss Elizabeth. Oh, Miss Elizabeth Macho Man. They're like, we're insane. And um, I absolutely idolized them so much. And uh, those were the valets. And then as for influences, you said women. Well, like, I, I can list a couple women, but um, I, I definitely, like, uh, idolize different men as well for their charisma and for their talent, such as uh, Macho Man, Nature Buddy, uh, or Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, um, Ric Flair, I, I just, oh gosh, Bret Hart, um, I, I love, I really idolize a lot of the men and the different things they have to offer. Um but as for women, I mean, I idolize China, um, mm. and different people. I, I, well, one of the uh, more, you know, one of the best that's still in the business, like Natalia. I, I like her. I like her style. But, yeah, basically, I just, uh, old, old school, old school people, like Monster Man, really had me like, okay, that's what I want to do. <laughs> Oh, um, how 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 is your personality like? Um, are you like a bubbly personality? You're aggressive. Like, how how's your personality? Like in in gimmick or in in, in real life? Um, both. Okay, well, um, I don't know. I, I always feel strange talking about myself, but um, <laughs> in in real life, I'm kind of the um, oh gosh, I I, I kind of. Uh, I don't know how to say this without insulting myself. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so cryptic. Um, I, uh, let's see, I kind of am quiet and reserved and I study people. I see, I'm like, okay, that's the mean person of the group. And, and this is me how I am in real life. I, I, I guess I am kind of 
uh, like once you get to know me, but mm-hmm. I like I, I try to study people and sense their energies and see how they are and be like, okay, I, I, I can't handle that person, but this person seems nice. And then I, I, I really care for people a little too much. I, I kind of am the typical baby face in real life. I, I don't know. I, I, I try to be understanding and kind patient to people, and I, I love helping people, but I also... What is Dahlia's best asset? Um, probably... <laughs> I was going to make a horrible joke with your choice of words, but... Um, Go ahead. <laughs> Dahlia, as, 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 you know, you knew what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> but uh, Dahlia does like um, to use her... Um, uh, on top of using her body to get what she wants, not as in a sexual way, but as in alluring way, regrets so far in the wrestling business and in life?
like in where I was uh, starting in wrestling in Kentucky, you have to be 18 to, to get a license in Kentucky. So uh, to wrestle or to ballet or to wrestle, etc. So um, I was very young, very naive. I was I was a child, and um, so with that said, being very naive, I was very trustworthy. I, I trust everyone, and unfortunately, in the world we live in, there's a lot of two-faced people, and there's a lot of there's a lot of people that will want to hurt you. So, um, any regret, I, I I take the the good and the bad, but if I could tell myself anything, it, when I started in the wrestling world, would be uh, keep more to yourself. Don't be so outgoing. Um, do not tell everyone your life story because uh, they will use that against you. And odds are, if they're a baby face to your face, they'll be, they're actually, they feel in real life. They do not trust, <laughs> do not trust everybody. And be, be more, be more aware, mm-hmm. I guess. That, that's, that, that's my advice to anyone, not just the younger version of me. That's what, you know, I can change anything. You just don't, don't, uh, just, just don't really trust everybody because not everyone is what they appear to be that, that's my advice to anyone and that's my advice to my old self <laughs> ah, okay um also um you know being a valet you know you, you know you have to use your body you have to use your cunning your wit like you were saying to get what you want um yeah. how how important is training the body and how important is keeping keeping fit as a valet when you was a valet yeah yeah 
for my character, but uh, you see her checking into the gym all the time. And I, um, I'm not to my goals yet. Of course, I've had my setbacks from this year. I, of course, you know, destroyed my ribs. And to this day, I have to lift light weights and um, watch myself at work or in the gym because my uh, my ribs hurt. Even uh, let's see, it's been almost it's been nine months since I've hurt them, and they they still are pretty badly. Um, busted up, believe it or not, but um, I, uh, I I I do what I can in the gym, and I just I, I love it. I, I don't know what else to say unless you want to hear my workout. It's so boring, and everyone's put off the radio now. independent wrestler female and the independence wrestler like whose abs do you like in the women independent scene because there's a lot of um wrestlers out there with killer abs which killer abs have you seen like oh i want abs like that If um, wrestling doesn't pan out for you once you go to California because of the injuries that you had and um, you know the you know the ribs are hurting and um, do you see do you see like a plan B for you like you you, you were talking about fitness if wrestling doesn't work out is um, fitness a plan B for you? Um, my goal right now is of course to go to California and uh, respect the school and try out the school for as long as I can and uh, hopefully become a wrestler. But say that. Work this scenario, it just I don't like it, or or uh, my ribs are destroyed. Well, say my ribs are destroyed again, or they hurt and I'm out. I, I'll still continue going to the school, or I'll, I'll ballet because they have their own shows once a month there. So I will. Um, I'll. I haven't forbid I get injured again, but um, say I don't, 
say I do get injured, then I'll stay out there until I get healed, and then I'll continue. But say I just don't want to wrestle at all because of my injury or because of something that comes up, I guess what I said before, I'll, I'll probably um, maybe um, get into um, get my uh, instructor's license for fitness, like maybe become a fitness instructor or, um, let's see, I'd love to compete in uh, competitions, like maybe uh, I'd have to build up my strength with my ribs, but um, like do the strong competitions or um, maybe even uh, fitness competitions uh, to model the body. Um, Or like say wrestling in general doesn't work out and I'll still continue down the fitness road, but maybe I can just ballet. Um, two more questions for you, Dahlia. Um, how do you feel um, women are presented now in the WWE, NXT? Do you feel it's better now than it was back then? You know, because like back then in the, I guess, the Attitude Era, it was the bras and panty matches. And, you know, there were some matches. There were some regular wrestling matches there, but it was more gimmick matches for the women. Um, how do you feel women wrestling now is today? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> Say it, say it. Improvement. Like, I think 
like, I think that, like, if you only go up from here, hopefully it doesn't go back to the way it was. Like, again, sex sells. It's a beautiful thing. The woman's body is beautiful. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with being sexual and being, um, being a seductive character. But don't only be that. Don't sell yourself short and don't only be a sex icon. Like, be so much more. Be an amazing promo. Like, I have a push-up bra on, but, like, kind of badass promo. Like, um, okay, so you have some butt cheeks out. Cool. Take some butt in the ring. You know, be an amazing <laughs> technical wrestler. So I think that finally the, the women are getting it, or finally the, the hierarchies in wrestling are getting it, and women are taking more seriously. So I definitely... Okay. And my final question for you, Dahlia, is what would the Dahlia of today tell the Dahlia of yesterday? Um, keep your head up. Uh, don't let the small stuff get to you. Never let nobody's uh, insignificant people make you cry. Um, and just keep smiling and don't worry about carrying your, uh, wearing your heart on your sleeve because things Awesome, awesome, Dahlia. Um, Dahlia, plug your social media, plug all your social websites that if people want to get a hold of you or they want to just write okay. you a message. Okay, cool. Well, um, I, I do not have a new Twitter yet, so unfortunately I am only on a couple sites. Like right now you can find me on Facebook, and that's Dahlia Monroe. And on Instagram and Snapchat, if I have any people that like to Thank you so much, Dahlia. You was awesome. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks! My name is Frank D, and we hope you have enjoyed this edition of the Atomic Podcast with my man Ephraim Guzman and his special guest, Dahlia Monroe. But right now, we're going to talk about a GoFundMe page that was set up for a little girl named Autumn Rourke from Independence, Missouri. Now, Autumn is only 10 years old, and she's having some issues involving her hands. Now, she's actually gone to the doctor, and the doctors are saying that it's possibly early signs of some neurological issues going on. Now, there's going to be a full battery of tests that are going on here, including a full body MRI and other things, but the family right now could use some help. So, if you click on the link in the description in this podcast for the GoFundMe page, you can actually go and read about Autumn's story and donate if you feel you want to. It would definitely be appreciated and once again thank you very much for listening to this edition of the atomic podcast where they blow up the news on a verbal scale